This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. It's not that he's judging. It's just his, there we go, his goodness so flows out of him that you don't want anything that's not of him in you. You don't want anything that's not of him in you. That's true goodness. You know? Thank you. <laughs> My head glistens enough on a good day. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Sorry, Miss Evangeline. John 3:16. John chapter 3, verse 16. Spoken by a father. Father God. For I so loved you. For I so loved you. That I gave my only perfect son. For I so loved you, I gave my only perfect son, that whosoever believes in that son should have eternal life with me. Make it personal. You know what I mean? We read the Bible and we read the word God, you know? I like the word Father, you know? And let him just say that to you. For I so loved you that I gave Jesus. I so loved you. Jesus was perfect. He did everything right, you know? But Jesus' Father God's love for us was so great that he gave that for us to gain us, to gain us back, to give us everlasting life. So no, we're not going to talk about him like he's not in the room. We're going to talk about him like he's right here. You know? And he's big. You ready? You ready, Miss Grace? I want to do it again. I told Miss Grace, I said, be ready, because I really think we forget about it. Remember the, however how long ago it's been. It feels like an eternity. When we look at ourselves and we ask God, you got to start in the front first, and we ask and we ask Jesus to come into, into our heart. You know what I mean? We ask him in. So sometimes we just think he's this little small thing that fits in our little heart. Mine's probably bigger than yours, but he just fits in this, in this little, little heart. You know what I mean? That, that, that there's so much of us sticking outside of him. Honestly, I truly, straight places. Honestly, I truly want to believe this is the way it is. That's how big God is. That we're just kind of hiding behind and everywhere we go he sticks out in front of us and does everything for us he's not a small part of us he is us he is us if you let him do that or you can let him be like this say there you can let him just be a small part of you and not have you you know or like we did last time you know you can let him let's point right grace you know what I mean? And the Holy Spirit, no point right with our hands. Let's point there. 
Sometimes we are hard of hearing. <laughs> but God still loves us. So you see, when I'm pointing and when I'm reaching, what, what gets to the person or whatever I'm doing before my hand gets me if I was grace? God. You know, we go this way. When we walk, who gets there before we do? Good job, Grace. I can actually see you up there. I can't even see you in that thing. And sometimes we stomp our feet. You know what I mean? But God on the inside of us stays calm and he stays who he is because he is who he is. And if we allow him to be, you can go now. You make me nervous back there sometimes. Not really. Thanks, Grace. The goodness of God See it for what it really is and grow in it and not just see it as something small or something minute. You know what I mean? If, if, we, if we were worth Father God giving his son, then his goodness can't just be a little bit. His goodness has to be a whole lot, you know? For I so loved you that I gave, that I gave my perfect son. And what do we get to do? To receive him. To ask him into us so he can stick out of us. And we get eternal life. We get eternal life. And that, you know, I like that scripture and I, and I, it's like it just cuts it short. I love eternal life, but I want life here. You know, so, so, so many times we read that scripture and if you read it that way, it's like, yeah, when I get to the top of these steps, when I get to the top of them steps, I'm going to have eternal life and God's going to be with me. No, you know what I mean? We have him now and he's real. You see the steps, you find them. We have him and he's real. Let him be as big as he wants to be inside of, inside of us. Now I'm walking like a. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. I love that. I love that. If you're a teacher, let your students speak back to you. And Because to me, we're going to come back to the rest of that. To me... <laughs> I'm always amazed that whenever I, I talk to people or stand in front of people and I talk, and someone will come to me and they'll tell me what I said. I ain't never said that in my life. I have never, ever said that. I'm like, that's good. I want to write that down. Because why? We stand here and the Holy Spirit is here, so he speaks to our heart. So I think it is so amazing if you're, if you're a teacher and you teach and you put out Listen to who, who you're talking to and let them speak back to you. <laughs> it's funny. It's like the circle. It comes back to you. What you put out comes back. And, and, and it's fun. And to me, it takes so much of the pressure off. It takes so much pressure off when I can rely on him to speak to you. And all I have to do is stand up and go, <gasps> and then put some words out there. It's an amazing. It's amazing because he will speak to you. But your hearts just need to be open. Because I'm, I'm just past the days of, of pressure and all that stuff. We'll leave that alone. It's just too hard of a life. <laughs> when he <laughs> Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. 
sometimes ouch, sometimes yay. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will reap the spirit of everlasting life. I heard, I forget who said this years ago. It's like sometimes you got to pray for crop failure. Because sometimes you just pray, you just kind of put some bad seeds out there. And, you know, you know, I'm a gardener. I like, I, I, I like to garden. I like eating stuff out of my garden. Gardening is, is tricky, dealing with the pest. And me and, me and God have a big talk about the devil and how they, they get in and eat my plants and come up under the ground and eat my, eat my plants. But it's amazing. What I put in the ground comes up. Or if it cut, okay, let's take, let's take it back. That's not totally true. <laughs> the seeds I sow in the ground, when they do what they need to do and they pop through, they produce what I planted. But they produce a hundredfold, fiftyfold, tenfold. I mean, I planted five pounds of potatoes and got fifty pounds of potatoes. You know what I mean? Just by putting them in the ground. Just by putting them in the ground. You know what I mean? And then they just kind of do their do their thing. You know. But you got to put seeds in the ground. And <laughs> I have never planted a weed in my life. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. But they come up. They come up. So what is it? <laughs> I love talking to God in the spring and in the summer when it's not so hot outside. It's like, God, you know what I mean? I see these weeds, they're coming in. And one of the things I have learned in dealing with weeds in a garden the longer I take to get rid of them, the deeper their roots go, and the more harm they make to what I have planted. That is so good. <laughs> there is benefit of pulling a weed out when it's really small. You know, it doesn't hurt the ground as much. It doesn't hurt the plant as much. It doesn't hurt my heart as much. But when I do that P word, when I procrastinate, I can't even say it. When I procrastinate, things, things, things happen. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. How many of you are losing heart? You know? You know what I mean? How many of you are growing weary and well-doing? It's not hard right now. You know? Or it could be easy. It's always easy. Now's no different than, than any other time. God hasn't gone anything or done anything. It's just you just miss people. You know? And never feel guilty about sowing. That's not quite right. How do I say that right? Jesus. When you realize you've sown to the flesh, when you, when you realize that, repent. Okay? When you realize that, repent. Repent means to turn and walk away. Right? Back to the small, to small, small seed. Pull, pull it up. So, so I, I was trying to say, don't feel guilty about doing something wrong. That just comes out sideways. But when you understand God, it's, it's okay because you can make it right. 
but that it's not a license to do what is wrong. I think you guys all know that. So, you know, so just always work on doing well for everyone, you know? Don't go, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. I like that too, you know what I mean? But it's always bugged me. Live your Christianity outside of the house, you know what I mean? Live it, live it outside. It's so much fun to live it outside and to live somewhat, somewhat um, dangerously. Don't forget. Don't be afraid to to talk and sow and sow seeds. I was. Uh, thank you. I'm not sure what you're doing, but hopefully something for me. <clears throat> Good job. I know where he's going. Back sometime this summer when, when we couldn't go out to eat and you couldn't do all that and all that. So I was going to a restaurant up the road here and a young lady running the cash register. So I just start talking. I'm sitting there waiting for my food to come out. So I'm like, I got nothing better to do. So what am I going to do? I'm going to talk. Come to find out she's a graduate. She's graduated college with a degree. She's not a rocket scientist, but that's what I called her just because. Thank you. I love you even more. So I started talking to her about it. And it's crazy how, mu- how much fear will stop you from doing what you know you know how to do. I talked to her some more, and I said, I said, are you going to apply for a job? Well, you know, she goes down in there, and I'm like, I'm sure you got good grades. She goes, yes, yeah, straight A. I said, well, why? Why? So this is going over multiple times of going, going by. So I go back another time, and I said, are you going to apply to North Carolina where you said? And she says, you know, what happens if I get a job and it's not enough money to live on and it's just not there? What do I do? And I'm like, you know, I just said to her, but what if it is? Yeah. What if it is? I said, you can always say no. You can always do that. You can do that. <laughs> that little girl, she's not a little girl. That little girl <laughs> is in North Carolina doing a job that she was trained to do. I haven't seen her, but I know enough people to talk to her. I just kind of found out about her the other day. She's doing great. She's at the bottom of the thing working her way up, but she's, but she's young. But you know what? I just talked to her. That's all I did. I just, I just talked to her. Sorry, Grace, and you guys putting your coats on. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But, but you see, you can bring God's goodness to people. You know what I mean? If you choose to, to do that and let his love flow out of you to someone. I never prayed with her. I encouraged her to because it's just kind of weird when you're in a place and 15 people are, are looking. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. I think that's enough of that story that I'll tell. You know, you got to be willing to do it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Getting outside the walls. She wasn't in air walls, so she was in somebody else's wall. She was born again. Never miss the opportunity to be nice to someone who's not always being nice to you. You know, there's something to that, too. And, man, that, that's, not, that's easy to say standing here. She may need Christmas. But there is some truth in that. There really is some truth in that. You know what I mean? To truly allowing God to flow out of you. To truly do that. Uh, you know, Jesus, uh, I am who I am. 
It's good and bad. One thing I've learned in life with people that irritate you is sometimes just say something simple as, you can turn that off, everybody's putting their coat on. I'll survive. Um, Father God, help me see them the way that you do. Help me see them the way that you do. Because it's funny how we all are. We look at ourselves and judge ourselves on what I was planning on doing. And this is what I was going to do. And in your mind, you were going to, you were going to do it. But when we look at everybody else, but they didn't do that. You know? Anyway. Don't be afraid to love people. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to love people. Now, still in Galatians chapter 5. This is the fun one. The first part is. I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. All right. I kind of found that I was doing this a few hours ago, so you're going to have to help me a little bit here. (laughs) So if anybody wants to say, what does it mean to them to walk in the spirit? Uh, A conversation with God. Walking in the spirit is having a conversation with God. Okay, good. What does walking in the spirit mean? We talk all the time, so you just, I'm just standing up here right now. Every step is with him in mind. Oh, that's good. Walking in the spirit has every step with him in mind. I like that one. Is somebody writing these down? That's Bill Johnson. Hey, I'll give you credit for it tonight, Amy. Amy, shh. You can have it in this one. But thank you. What does walking in the spirit mean? Come on, you guys. Saying yes to him and over yourself. Over yourself. Wow, that's good too. <laughs> Say no to self, yes to God. Wow. Is that you, Deb? What you saying? Okay. 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 No, it's not I think. It's what it means to you, you know? Anybody else? What does walking in the Spirit mean to you? Okay. To me, walking in the Spirit means everything everybody said. I really like what you said. I mean, it was from Mr. Johnson, but that's okay. Um, to me, it's walking through life with an awareness of him. You know what I mean? Walking in the spirit. Walking through life with an awareness of him in me, flowing through me, or doing whatever, whatever he does. You know? I, I used to always get hung up on, I'm in a tunnel again, buddy. Jacob. Am I going too far forward? All right. I used to get caught up in, I had to say the right thing and do all that like I talked about a few minutes ago. But I also learned how much God speaks through our actions and what we do. And that was really stuck out to me. I was in Mexico many, many decades ago. 
And I was in, I don't speak Spanish at all. And I was there. Diablo, thank you. Good job. <laughs> Actually, I played Diablo in the skits. There, you know what I mean? So here I am in Mexico pretending like I'm the devil because I can't speak Spanish, so I can't witness to anybody. So make the redhead, I had a redhead then, make the redhead guy be the, the devil. They walk by me and call me Diablo and all of that. But, but I learned how to pray then. It's like, God, I'm going to play this part in this skit. And I want you to be in my expressions, in my face. I want you to be in my hands. I want you to be in my feet that as I am doing this thing without words, there's no, it was no words to what we were doing. It was just movements for different things and doing that. And I prayed that and prayed that. And then I watched as the Spanish speaking people went out and talked to the crowd. And I saw people getting born again. Bang, bang, bang. Not that I took credit, but to me, that was still part of it. And God doesn't always use what you say. He uses how you live. He also loses how you live and how what you say. They kind of need to run together. You know what I mean? They kind of need to do, to do that too. But I don't know. It's just, it's just there. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because when you read Ephesians, the lust of the flesh is just not good. It's not good. So we'll skip over that part. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we're supposed to be doing, not what we've already done and know that it's wrong. But the fruit, <laughs> that makes sense? You know, one thing I've learned in this life, when I do something wrong, most of the time, I don't need anybody to tell me. I know I, know I did it wrong. I, I can feel it. I can know it. I may not do anything about it. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Just being kind of honest here. But I don't need someone to point out what I'm doing wrong. So the less of the flesh is wrong. We'll leave that one there. Okay? So now we'll jump down to, where was I? <clears throat> Verse 22 of Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is, this is what's good, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Those are the things that we are working towards, you know? Those are the things that we want. The things we're not to do, we're not supposed to do them. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. So the deal is, It's a fruit of the Spirit, planting the seeds. How do we plant seeds of love? How do we plant seeds of love? How do we plant seeds of joy? How do we plant seeds of gentleness? How do we plant seeds of self-control? Okay? (laughs) The seeds are already in you. The seeds are already in you. It's your job to speak them out into the fertile ground. Okay? It's your job to speak them out. You speak out of love. You speak out of joy. You speak out of gentleness. You speak out in self-control. Okay? When you speak those things out, all those things in the four verses before what I just read, they go away. I truly believe they'll go away because you're replacing them with something's good. Okay? And when you take the bad and turn it around, Because honestly, if you go, I've done this a long time ago when I was teaching training center. 
when you go through the list of things that are bad and you look at the fruit of the Spirit, you can just cross over and see which one replaced the other one. It is a crazy teaching how you can see which one replaces the other. So when you do the good, the bad disappears because you'll no longer be doing it. Okay? So the seeds are in you. It's just your jobs, air jobs, to plant the seeds that are, that are in there. Can we do that? Can we all become a little bit of farmers? You sure you got that off or you got the fan on? Okay, cool. I just hate seeing these guys cold. I knew I should have wore a t-shirt. You're farming. I know we're farming. Yes, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But sometimes we get the idea that farming, when it comes to spiritual things, is hard work. Because when you look at a farmer, they always have calloused hands. They're always kind of dirty unless they come into town to buy something. They're usually pretty working and they're tired. You know what I mean? They look like they've been working. But to me, when it comes to the spiritual things, when you truly do the things that God has told you to do, it's not work. It's a pleasure to follow after him. Okay? Because the goodness of God draws us to repentance because of his goodness, then the joy of the Lord should just come to us just as easy. It shouldn't be something that we have to work for and strive after. It's just something that we are, something that is in us, and something that we, that we give. Okay. I don't hear very well, so I don't want to interrupt any, anyway, ignore anyone. Hmm? Oh, sorry, dear. Somehow we need to figure out how to make this an icebox up here and get you guys out there. As I, as I have, just those of you that don't know, I have been I have been around Pastor Barry for a couple of decades, so I seem to have gotten that anointing where I like it cool when I talk. So, so forgive me for having worked here for nearly twenty five years. You know what I mean, and just being around. Being around him. And the nice quiet came over the room. So to me, if you're looking to produce the fruits of the Spirit, and you're sweating, you're probably doing it wrong. (laughs) Kind of ironic, isn't it? This will make the J.R. Blooper roll. And laughter is good like a medicine, ladies. <laughs> but do you hear what I'm saying? When you're striving that hard to accomplish something that's already in you, okay? I don't have a hard time being a guy. <laughs> it is not easy. It is not hard. It is not hard at all. It is not. Why? That's just who I am, and it's just easy to be that. So it's who I am. All those gifts of the Spirit are in me. So in a lot of ways, it should just be that easy to be joyful. And, you know, it's not, but it should be because it truly is in us. And are we truly cultivating it? Are we cultivating those things? You know, one of the things I've learned, too, in in all this goings around this Christian life is when I got around somebody who was doing one of those fruits of the Spirit better than I was, I didn't get mad at them. I didn't get jealous at them. I just started watching them. 
You know, and it's like lean up to him a little bit. And it's like, because like, <laughs> if you would ask me two years ago, if I was thankful for people that helped me, I would say, yes, I was thankful people helped me. Now, I have this young man as my shadow. <laughs> we walk in Home Depot. We go to the paint place. I'm not good at it. <laughs> he's really good at it. And I'm trying to be better at it. But while I'm trying to be better, he's over talking me and doing it all. I'm like, so, 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 don't stop, <laughs> you know. But, but it's interesting how you hang around someone who does something differently than you do, possibly better than you do, something you want to do, then just go hang around them and learn. Don't be jealous. Don't be angry. Don't pick on him and say he's too nice. You know, he is sometimes, but <laughs> like, Rafa, we got to go, man. I'm a on the clock kind of guy. But it's the truth because I, I learned that tr- too when I looked at my personal life. Whenever I wanted to learn a new trade, I got beside someone that did the trade that I wanted to learn. And I learned to trade. So I've learned in that practical thing and how to do stuff, it works in the spiritual way too. It's like getting around Pastor Barry. You know what I mean? <laughs> you hang around him. Hang around him. I still hang around. I still hang around. His picture's still on my desk, so I still hang around him. I look over at him and he smiles at me every time now. When I look at that picture on my desk. <laughs> wow, I never thought about that. That is true. Every <laughs> huh. Huh. Wow. Because normally he sits there. That would be where he would sit whenever I was up here doing something and me and him did together. And he usually be leaned over like I'd see the top of his head. <laughs> but now, whenever I look at that picture and I thank God for him, you know what I mean? He always is smiling at me. And it's just cool. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just cool. So it's, to me, it's just cool for those of us that have been around here for a while to be taking the next steps. You know what I mean? And to, to who he is. Even if you haven't been around here for a while, you know, you know who I'm talking about. It's still cool to know, you know, we've been here for 30 plus years and we keep taking steps and we're going and we're going forward. But getting around him, he just oozed faith, and he oozed the word of God. Every time you talked to him, it was something to do with that. I remember I get up and do the offering, blah, blah, blah. You get a minute and a half, what is it? <laughs> you get a minute and a half to talk about this thing. This is the offering. So you had your thing you wanted to talk about. So you would get up, and you would, a minute and a half, you would share what you had to say. You knew there was 15 things you could say more, but you, but you stopped. Nine times out of ten, he'd come up, tooling over. He would finish my offering for me. And it used to frustrate me because I'm like, I would do that too if I had 20 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he could do that. He, that's who he was. But then I learned to just listen to what he had to say. You know, what are you saying extra that I might not have said? And you learn and you grow from him. You know? Yeah. You know? We, we were going through a rough time one time here financially. Just it was, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> they were threatening to cut our pay. It was rough. <laughs> it's funny how that makes a difference. We went here praying, 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 just carrying on. And I was sitting over there, and uh, those doors in my in my mind's eye was just smoked up like a fog. It was like like a fog, like something blew up. And it was just smoke coming in the doors. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of the smoke, there was this light coming from the back. And then in that light, I saw a silhouette. <laughs> in the silhouette was Pastor Barry. And he come walking out of that storm. And he had an F on his chest. Nothing in his name says F. No. 
No, nothing of his name says that. So he walked out, and that time I was smart enough to ask. I said, all right, what does that mean? He said, faith man. So I watched the faith man walk through what appeared to be destruction, and he just walked right out with that little grin on his face, and is like, What's up? What's wrong? Well, what are we doing? You know what I mean? What are we doing? That's just kind of how, what are we doing? Why, why, what, what's going on? Why are we freaking out? We came through that. We're still here. You know what I mean? So, so you learn so much from people that you choose to, you know, you choose to learn from people. You want to learn how to pray. We're supposed to be talking about prayer tonight. Oops. <laughs> and my notes are about that, right? Evangeline. <laughs> You want to learn how to pray successfully? Get around somebody who's living their life successfully. You can learn. You know what I mean? People that are successful in certain things aren't the enemy. You know? They're not the enemy. Don't be mad at them. Don't talk down at them. Thank God for them. It's like, all right, somebody figured it out. So back to the old thing. If it works for you, guess what? Guess what? This can work for me, for me too, you know? So I, so I encourage you, we, we pray here on Sunday mornings. They start at 8.30, 8 o'clock, whatever, 9 o'clock, and they go right on, right on through. But just get around people that you, get around people that you know talk to God and spend time with God. You can tell who's been with God, and you can tell who just talks about the Bible, you know what I mean? You can tell the difference. You can tell when you're when you're when you've had your conversation with them, and you, and you and you go you go to walk away. You know how you feel. You know exactly how you feel. You know when you've been in the presence of someone who's been in the presence of God, right? You know that. You know that. I loved your Instagram thing the other day. Totally overwhelmed. Fourteen million different things to do. <laughs> I'm like, is she reading my mail? I got all this stuff to do. Da, 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 da. I won't go through what all you're doing. Da, 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 da. So, so what did she do? She stopped and asked God, what do I do? You know, she just stopped and asked. I'm like, dang, that's too easy. I should know that. I should, be, I, should have, I, should have, I should have sent her a word and told her that's what the answer was. So God showed her what to do, and she started out in a particular order that she didn't want to start out in, correct? Yeah. Didn't want to start in that order, but then once she got through some of the things she was probably procrastinating and not wanting to do, all of a sudden everything else to do is going to be fun or funner or easier, right? But she took the time to ask. She took the time to slow herself down, to get in the presence of God and pray. How many of us fix it ourselves? It's easy, isn't it? (laughs) I can do this. I, I, you know, but when I read that, I'm like, dang, God, that's, wow. That's so simple, but yet so profound. You you know what I mean? And we take the time and we ask him. My problem is, um, am I analytical? Is that the word I am? Whatever I am. I like doing things in a certain order. That's just the way I, the way I am. But I, but I'm also very uh, loosey-goosey, depending upon what it was. I was talking to somebody about it today, and I'm like, when I'm here at work, I'm very, I want this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that. I get in my truck and drive home. It's like, all right, what are we going to do today? You know what I mean? It's like, what do I feel like doing? What do I not feel like doing? And you go and, and you go and do it. But whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, back to the sweating again, 
You're missing it. You know what I mean? That's when you go and ask. You know what I mean? It's so funny how we decide we're going to do it on our own. Wow. I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) Jesus. Sounds good, actually. said it more times under my breath or out loud. You know? But things are much better when you do them with him and you include him along for the ride. Okay? That's the difference, too. You know, when you truly include him along for the ride in what you're doing. Pastor Bear used to always say when you drove 56 miles an hour, the angels got off. (laughs) They didn't ride in your car anymore. Then They must have never rode with him. (laughs) I do miss him. I do miss him. But when we do wrong, he was making light of something. You know, making light of breaking the law. Jesus, help me now. Psalms 91 says, Jesus, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It talks about it, every, you know, it says that everywhere. When you kind of read it and read into it, where he is and everything is going, going on, he's always there. But that's the one that just really kind of puts it when you talk, when you, when you've walked through, experienced death in your, in your family or someone, you know how that can feel. It can feel very lonely. It can just, just you feel, yeah. I don't like those feelings. Even when I know they went to heaven, I still miss them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but the deal is, he promises, even when things get that hard, he's still there. And do we choose to acknowledge him in the hardness, or do we do it on our own? You know? It's, it's choices. Life is, wow, life is so full of choices, it's unbelievable. But choosing him, choosing him to come along for the ride is the best choice you'll ever make. You know? But the other side of the coin, too, is everything I'm saying is, I, I, I agree with it. <laughs> But the other side of this is, if you never spend time in the Word, if you never spend time in the Word, then you're really walking on shallow eyes and hearing from Him. Because I promise you, you can pray and you can hear something. You can hear something. You will hear something. And you will probably hear something that you agree with. And you'll go do it. It doesn't mean God's in it because you don't know the difference. You don't know the difference of what his character is. You know what I mean? You can say, Rafa hit me. God, should I hit him back? Yes, all right. And bust him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Is that what God would say? No, no. You know? But if I'm in his word and I hear, love covers a multitude of sin. What's up with Rafa? You know what I mean? What's different with Raphael? Go talk to him. Go pray with him and find out what's happening. Don't just respond to him being mad at me. Hmm? <laughs> what time are we get here tomorrow? <laughs> when you spend time in the Word, especially, I love reading the Bible, pulling out scriptures and doing all that, but I also love reading the Bible in a roundabout way as a history book and read through the things of what's going on. 
You know, just kind of really read through it. Because I like to find out, okay, Paul, you're talking to these people about this. Why? Why are you telling this group of people this and this group of people this? Why isn't it just one book that you tell one letter that goes to everybody? Because we're different. And each group of people are very different. I love the relationship with Paul and Timothy. You know, that's just a cool relationship. You know, he had Barnabas and who was the other guy that went with him? Paul and Silas. You know, you had all these guys and they were good and they fought and didn't agree and didn't whatever and they did all that. But when you look at Timothy, well, look at Timothy. To me, it's just a real, another good picture of the father and the son. You know, Paul comes cruising through this town, wherever Timothy was from. I like this telling him JR style. So Paul, his missionary journey comes through where Timothy is. He, you know, his mom's there. Timothy's grandma's there. I assume Timothy's there. Paul moves on to the next town, you know, goes around, comes back around again, drops into town. This time he meets Timothy and decides to take him with him. So Timothy travels with him. <laughs> back then, when you traveled together, you really knew all everything about everybody. I mean, you just knew. They didn't have no Hilton. They didn't have none of that. They slept on the ground, the tent, or I ain't sure where they slept. But anyway, they made it work. And then in all the travels, Timothy and Paul go through a place called Ephesus, where the book of Ephesians comes from. You know what I mean? So they go there, and that's a rowdy crowd. I mean, you know, they, they were, when you read the history about it, they had a goddess named Diana, and they all worshipped her. I mean, they worshipped her like get into the big Colosseum and just we praise the name of Diana and went at it. They had these blacksmiths that made these idols of Diana and sold them, and they were just getting quite wealthy. I mean, this town loved Miss Diana. They just thought she was something. Paul rolls into town with Timothy and his crew, and some of them start following him. They, they understand what they're doing is wrong, and they follow Jesus. You know, they do that, you know. So what does Paul do? He drops off his son Timothy and says, hey, why don't you just pastor this bunch? You know, why don't you do that? Because Paul saw something in Timothy that Timothy didn't see. You know what I mean? He didn't. Because when you go back and you read like a... Uh, See, the first or second Timothy, Paul's talking about the love of God and this about God, this about God. Then he gets into the bottom of the verse, and you stay there. Don't you leave Ephesus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dang, God. Timothy, we always talk about the disciples living with Jesus and all that, and that's all good too. Timothy truly lived with Paul. You know what I mean? They traveled together. He saw everything that Paul went through. You know? You know what I mean? And then Paul trusts him with this church. And he gives it to him. And he struggles. I mean, he struggles. If you read First and Second Timothy, Timothy struggles a little bit here and there. So he wasn't perfect. He had some things that he wasn't sure about. But when you read the letter, you see how Paul was trying to help him. You know what I mean? He was truly trying to help him. And, you know, it did what it did, you know. But it was just cool that even Timothy, who spent time with Paul, and, and Timothy, the other thing, too, about Timothy is when you read about it, I said it a minute ago, but his mom was in this and his grandma was in this. You know what I mean? So you never know who you're producing. You know, a grandma, a mom, a Timothy. You, you know what I mean? So you never know who you're producing, but you got to keep on. You got to keep putting stuff into people and taking them to the, to the right stuff and giving it to them. Because even when Paul... Paul was in prison, and it was all just about ready to be done. It was almost all over. One of the guys from Timothy's group showed up, talked to Paul about what was going on, 
And then Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. You know what I mean? He wrote the first and second Timothy, but he also wrote the book of Ephesians. And when you, when you read the book of Ephesians and you put it in light of the goddess of Diana, it's like no wonder he kept telling them, this is who you are in Christ. This is who you are in Christ. He kept telling them that. Then he went into, you have the armor of God. You know what I mean? How to stand against all these things that are going on and coming against you in this city where most of them are worshiping the goddess of Diana. But even in the midst of that, he tells kids how to love their parents and husbands how to love their wives. I'm like, what a book. You know what I mean? What a book, you know? And when you read it, when you read it, there's two prayers in there that we're going to talk that we were going to talk about tonight. There's two prayers in this we're talking about now for a minute. <laughs> I love to laugh. It's such a good thing. Paul is in prison, in chains, writes a letter to the Ephesians and tells, tells them, I'm so happy with your faith. I love who you are. I pray for you every day. He didn't anywhere say in that book, are you praying for me? Or I thank you for praying for me. Nothing. Never once said any of that. Never once said I started the church there. Never patted himself on the back. In the book of Ephesians, I don't think he even talks about Timothy. You know what I mean? He wrote to Timothy personally, you know, but he did because he loved them. And because he started something there that was good, and because the new, he knew the people there were legit. I truly believe that. He knew they were legit. And he knew they wanted to hear more about him. So he went through all the who I am's in Christ. You know, the whole first chapter just tells you who, who you are. And even in that first chapter, he opens up in one of the prayers of who he is. So when I look at Paul, I look at his life and how he took the things of God that he learned and traveled in a roundabout way in his idea of the world. Got on a boat way back when, when boating wasn't popular. Boating wasn't electric or diesel power or nothing. They, the wind took them. You believe that? Paul went where the wind took him. Isn't that crazy? Shipwrecked in the deep days and nights. He kind of goes through that in one of his books. The dude never gave up, never gave in. Why? He had a relationship with God. Even when he blew it, when you read through some of the stuff sometimes, he didn't always get it exactly right, but he was doing it. He was doing it. He was going for it. Why? Because he spent time with the Father. Because he spent time with the Father, he was able to spend time with Timothy as the son and able to help Timothy walk out what he did. You know what I mean? So you never know who's around you. You never know who's watching you. So when you're producing those, those fruits of the Spirit, when you're just kind of... You know, throwing them out there. You never know who's seeing them and what they're going to get and what they're going to do with what you have. You know, you have to, you have to, you have to share, right, Terry? You have to go. <laughs> this is one thing me and you definitely agree on fun. We need to go shop. Where are you go shopping at? I'm trying to, after I said that, I'm like, where? Well, we'll figure it anyway. But I love hearing her stories. You just walk into a place, and it's like the book, The Treasure Hunt. You know what I mean? You walk in, it's like, all right, what are we going to do today? I kind of miss that about us. We don't go out anymore, hardly. It's just we're not, every place is locked up, and everybody's masked. Who are you going to go, go get? That day's coming. But when we do, we just continually to do that. <clears throat> when you read the New Testament, when you read the New Testament, 
sometimes when you get in one of the epistles, turn to the very front before it says chapter 1, verse 1, and just kind of read what's going on. Just kind of read what's going on in the book. Then go read the book and go like, no wonder he's telling them that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I have, I, have, I have in the past gone through and read some of the fronts and just kind of seen where it applied. You kind of went like, yep, that's me today. Boop, and you pop it open and you go read that stare because you knew they were missing something. They needed something. And Paul was writing a letter for them to get it and understand it. And you go, so you kind of read the word practically. You know what I mean? You look at it, it's like, this is what I need. This is where I go. Now, Luke chapter 6, you got this one, Miss, Miss, Miss Evangeline? Luke 6, is it 36 or 38? Given it shall be given unto you. Which one is that? Ooh. Eight? There it is. My, my notes say six. Thanks. In light of everything we've talked about tonight, not an offering, in light of what we talked about tonight, listen, give, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You're giving them Jesus, okay? You're giving them Jesus. Is what we're talking about. We're not talking about an offering. We're talking about living your life, giving your life. Give. Give your life, and it will be given to you, Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So if you're never talking to anybody else, and you're wondering nobody's talking to you, woo! What'd you say? Oh. But it's so true. The Bible's all about giving and receiving. It's all about giving and receiving. The scripture, the first scripture I read was about Father God giving a son. And what do we do? We receive the son. Then what do we do with the son that we received? We give him. And then we get all the other stuff. And when we do a whole lot of that, then to me, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, generous, self-control, it all starts coming back. It all starts coming back. But it's a matter of giving. Are you a giver or are you a consumer? Are you consuming everything you hear? Or are you giving away everything you hear? You know? You got to consume it for a while and hold on to it. I get that. And you process it and you give it out. But you get the point I'm saying. Are you just getting, what did Pastor Barry call people that just ate, 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 never gave anything away? I knew he did it to the Dead Sea one time. You're a Dead Sea. Because the Dead Sea only has an intake and no outtake. You know? Give. Give what you have to the ones that are around you. And you will receive a great harvest, I believe, in the fruits of the Spirit. You will truly do that. Receive what God has given to you. But talk to him about it. You know, I'm not like, do I wear the blue shirt? Do I wear the orange shirt? Do I wear boots? Do I wear jeans? Do I wear shorts? Ah, you know, he, he lets me make some decisions. <laughs> he, he does. And I, I, this is one, wow, this is, this is one of my struggles. People in the left-hand lane driving down the road going slow. That, that's just, I struggle with that. 
I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I, I drove a delivery truck, my own delivery truck for years. So I, I would get up, I would, the night before, I would set my schedule from 6 a.m. to about 6 p.m. And I would hit it. I would just hit it. So I, I knew how long it took me. I knew, so that's how I lived my life for a long time. So now whenever I drive, I'm on a schedule. That's just how I am. Ugh. So now I am learning. I am learning that when I get held up, not all the time, <laughs> not all the time, I will say, cool, what are you keeping me from that I shouldn't be, that I shouldn't be doing? You know what I mean? What are you keeping me from? Or what, are, what am I going too fast at that I need to slow down so I'm at the right spot at the right time? Because I've done that, been in the biggest hurry, got behind the pokiest poker in, in all of Fauquier County, rolled into, rolled into where I was headed, and the timing couldn't have been better. The timing, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know what I mean? But I'm like, couldn't they have been earlier? <laughs> Just being me, you know? So the other side of it, too, is, I'm learning this one, too, is when I'm in a really hurry. Not that, what is it that I'm running from, but what is it you have for me? Kind of give me the thought of where I'm going so it makes me better at not being in such a hurry. You know what I mean? So you ask him, you know, because my heart really is. I want to talk to somebody where, whenever I get where I'm going. I really, I really just kind of want to do that. Once in a while, I'm going to get in and get out because, because that's me. That's JR. Learn how to give of you because someone was willing to give for you. You know what I mean? I still, I want to pass the very kick, man. I still... I still, when they first came over here back in 87, I'm like, oh, wow, they're in America. I mean, I was a young guy, never thought about it. As time went on and I spent more time with them and understood, like when my parents went over there and found that they didn't live in grass huts, they actually had a really nice house. Everybody in Africa lives in a grass hut. When you live in Amosville, that's what you think. Sad, sad. It's just, you just, yeah, nobody in their family traveled the world much. We just stayed in Amosville. When we truly found out what they gave up, you know, then when we found out that when they came over, they had returned tickets that expired in six months. And when they finally told us, I, well, when I finally heard that they had returned tickets and they had a family meeting, do we stay or do we go back? And they decided to stay. He, they gave a lot for us. You know what I mean? They gave a lot. Like, like Paul said, I thank my God every day for my relationship with Pastor Barry and what he did and what he's done for you guys and, and for me. You know what I mean? He sowed life into me, and I pray that my life that comes out of me returns back to him and his family. You know? Give. Give it as shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together. It's not a bag of potato chips. When you open it up, it's all the way down to the bottom. It's a bag of potato chips. When you open it, it flies out. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and overflowing will men give to you. Can we do that? Cool. All right. So long, you guys. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. See you next week.